Welcome. Now let's settle for the details. The Bank of Ghana has cut the monetary policy rate to 29%. But finance lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Dr. Benjamin Amwa, says it will not affect lending rates. According to him, lending rates can decline when Ghana's reference rate declines from the current 32%. 100 basis points in the MPC rate it's just a signaling rate. And we should not forget that the Ghana reference rate, which then gives more or less the base rate that the banks will now apply the risk premium of the borrower to, is also influenced by treasury bill rate, cash in vote, and then cash reserve requirement. So, although we have seen a hundred basis point decline in MPC rates, we need to also look at TV rate, cash in vote, and then the cash reserve requirement of the banks. And we'll have a fair idea as to how far low the Ghana reference rates will decline. As we speak now, it's about 32.17%. With a 100 basis point reduction in MPC, we are going to have a marginal decrease in the Ghana reference rate. So what will now bring the difference is more of the borrower's risk premium, which cut across different factors of the borrower who request for a loan from the bank. But at least it's a good sign going forward that should the trend continue, we are going to see some more reductions in the MPC rate. But for now, the 100 basis point, although it's a good sign, will not lead to so much reduction in the rate at which retailers or corporate bodies can borrow from the respective commercial banks. Meanwhile, banking consultant Nana Utwe Champon says the action by the Bank of Ghana is in the right direction. Anybody who has been uh, following inflation targeting would have expected nothing but a cut in that, as I said, inflation has fallen from 54% a year ago to now 20-odd percent. And therefore, there, there can be no justification in holding the interest rate at the same level. But because uh, there are so threats about inflation, uh, oil is one of them being caused by the Hamas uh, war and what is happening in the Red Sea. And so, therefore, they have to be cautious and not to overdo it so that if there's any threat, then they can quickly move in. So I think what they have done uh, to me was expected. Um, but I wasn't expecting any bigger than 1% or 2%. So 1% is within my expectation. Let's look at the, the lag time. And for a lot of people who were patiently waiting for this action, what should be the lag time in terms of its impact on the market, i.e. the cost of credit? Uh, by, by lag time, you mean the transmission rate as to whether banks should reduce interest rates immediately. Now, it's always been the case that when it's going, uh, the, 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 the rate goes up, then the transmission rate is almost in, instantaneous. And that's a human nature. That is something we expect in 
the in any real economy. Um, but when we reduce the transmission rate, it's a little slower, and that's because um, by all counts, some levels of expenditure would have been established when it was high. So when you reduce it, you've got to be cautious in ensuring that you don't also reduce interest rate um, almost instantaneously. So I think before the next MPC, which will be two and a half months' time, the uh, transmission rate would have gone through and you would have seen interest rate reflect accordingly. If I am servicing a loan right now, for you, what, what are you going to tell me that I also should look at in two months' time for my something should be done about that? Or even when it comes to the cost of credit, also something could be done in the next two months? Uh, I'm, I'm afraid so. You have to be cautious in that you shouldn't expect that immediately your interest rates will go down by a proportionate 1%. It will take a little time. And I'm expecting that before two and a half months' time, it would have gone down. My colleague, George Yafid, they engage in banking consultant Nana Utwe Champong. Now let's get the business community on the back of this. And joining me is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bidouabouadje. Mark, thank you very much for making time. First of all, what do you make of this reduction in the policy rate? Well, um, I, I think it's a good start. Uh, our expectation actually was that there's going to be a much deeper cut. But um, for us, it's, a good, it's the first time that we experienced a reduction in policy rate uh, for over two years now. So it's a right signal it's, it's being sent. However, um, as has already been said, I don't think, or the business community, we don't think that a 1% reduction in policy rate is going to cause a significant reduction in lending rates. So businesses, of course, are not going to benefit that much from this uh, reduction. A much bigger reduction, of course, would have um, reduced the lending rate, and that is what we were all looking for. And that is what we were calling or expecting that this is what is going to spread because businesses will now be able to borrow at a much lower lending rate to invest in their various businesses. But it's, it's a good start. We are hoping that in the subsequent uh, meetings, looking at the trend in inflation and exchange rates, and also the global economic uh, dynamics, the central bank will reduce the policy rate significantly, and that is what we are expecting in their subsequent meetings. Mm. Do you hold the view that this may have any significant impact on interest rates? You talked about interest rates, and uh, one professor also said it may not affect interest rates. How are you going to move forward as a business? Well, we, I mean, the impact will not be significant. Of course, at least interest rates are either will remain the same or there will be a marginal reduction in, in interest rate. And as businesses, at this point in time, what we are expecting is not a marginal reduction, but a much more significant reduction in, in interest rate. Our interest rate now average is about 35%. I don't think that a 1% reduction in policy rate will cause interest rate even to fall below 30%, to be around 30-34, and that will not uh, cost anything. Businesses, as I said, will not benefit from this uh, uh, reduction. We were expecting um, a reduction that will actually will make businesses happy, a reduction that will bring lending rates significantly down. And of course, that did not happen. But I think it's a right signal um, uh, to the banks also to start to 
look at how they can also reduce their lending rate in line with the reduction in policy. But this one will have the minimal impact. It may not even reduce lending rate at all. Okay. Do you think that in the next MPC meeting, there should be a further reduction if inflation goes down? Of course. I mean, all the indicators are pointing to the right direction. Inflation is significantly down, uh, stable uh, exchange rate. So they may not have any cause to uh, keep lending rates at that high. In fact, lending rates across the globe, they've all peaked. And ours also uh, is also peaked because if you look at the data, if you look at all the macroeconomic variables, uh, the obvious thing for the central bank to do is to reduce the, the interest rate. We are looking for interest rate that will stimulate uh, uh, business activity. What we have now, adding to the other cost of doing business, is still very high and is not in the good interest of, of, of businesses. Okay, thank you very much, Mark. Mark is the chief executive officer of GNCCI. Now, still with the Bank of Ghana, as the bank has approved recapitalization plans submitted by undercapitalized banks. That's according to the staff report by the International Monetary Fund dubbed 2023 Article 4 Consultation. There is more in this report. Undercapitalized banks will at a minimum inject one-third of the capital required annually for each of the three years ending in 2025 to reach a 13% capital adequacy ratio without regulatory forbearance. The BOG will therefore initiate corrective measures by the end of March 2024 against banks that fail to uphold these recapitalization requirements. In the short term, the Bank of Ghana stands ready to deploy contingency measures if needed to ensure financial sector stability. The IMF said this move will ensure that banks' capital needs have been estimated based on reasonable forward-looking assessments of losses from government debt restructuring and increases in non-performing loans. However, most banks have already submitted their recapitalization plans. Now, the total value of mobile money transactions reached a record level in 2023. According to data from the Bank of Ghana, total mobile money transactions hit 1.912 trillion CDs last year. There is more in this report. It is compared with about 1.07 trillion CDs in 2022. In the first 10 months of 2023, the total mobile money transactions had already reached a record of 1.527 trillion cities. The figures from the Bank of Ghana showed that the month of December 2023 recorded the biggest mobile money transaction value of 199.3 billion cities. The data also revealed that the total mobile money transactions set from January 2023 to December 2023. All the 12 months recorded more than 100 billion cities, respectively. Despite the impressive performance of mobile money, it is unclear whether the government is meeting the electronic transfer levy, also known as e-levy target, for 2023. The Ghana Revenue Authority has exceeded the target set by government for last year. It was able to collect more than 113 billion CDs compared to revised target of 109 billion CDs. This represents almost 50%, 50% growth over what was collected in 2022. Reverend Dr. Amishadai Owusu is the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority. Yeah, I think that you, you all know that um, the times in which we find ourselves, we mm. need a lot of um, revenue. Mm. 
uh, for a nation, for us as a nation. Number two, even though we are doing well, um, where we were and where we are trying to get to is to a far cry, or I mean, a, a major tax for us. Um, as I've mentioned, um, we always say that today in the Africa tax um, uh, outlook mm. um, established for us at the end of 2021, that the average tax GDP ratio for Africa was 16.0 percent. Mm. And then we, as of 2021, we are 13.7%. Our aim is to get to um, at least the average. Mm. And we, we are looking forward to And that is why, um, even though we might see an increase, mm. we still think that there's more that we have. Not that we we're, we're doing about 16% now. No, no. We are, as, at, um, as I said, we are about 13.7%. Mm. Um, we, we are targeting 19% or 20 we, we are hoping that this year we should be able to enter into the 14s. Mm. Uh, because you know um, any movement has me means you have to move your tax growth mm. should be significantly higher mm. than your GDP growth mm. in order for you to be close the mm. target so I want to say that um, many of the tax handles are doing quite, have done mm. quite well mm. so far but uh, yes VAT has seen quite um, great growth um, compared to the um, last uh, year I mean, over 50% growth. Mm. Um, we have seen um, corporate income tax also grow significantly. Mm. Um, so, so overall, we have also seen customs revenue. So, as at the end of November, we have seen um, customs revenue grow about 45% year on year. Mm. And we have seen the domestic tax as a DTRD revenue grow about uh, 54% year on year. Mm. And so, on the average, we have seen a overall growth of 50% mm. between 2023 well. and 2020 over 2022. Mm. In terms of our target, I don't want to comment on mm. it at this but you're, moment. You're, but you're obviously, you're hitting. I mean, with all these things that you've done, uh, if you are not we, getting we, close we, to your target, some will raise questions we, we, we about your approach. We want to continue and um, run the race to the finish line. Mm. And so... We, we are not resting on mm. whatever we have done. And I'm encouraging my staff and also encouraging our taxpayers that we appreciate what they are doing and we appreciate they are recognizing their responsibility as taxpayers. And together, mm. as a team, the taxpayer mm. and the revenue authority, mm. we want to work together and run the last mm. two weeks mm. so that we'll be able to get to um, a number that we will all be happy. You're still watching Business Live with me, Emma Davis. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome. A look at the rest of our stories. Government recorded 121.4% of our subscription on Treasury bill sale following the inflow of the second tranche of the International Monetary Fund program. That's according to the Treasury auction by the Bank of Ghana. Interest rates also fell for the fourth consecutive week in 2024. Here's more in this report. This auction of the short-term financial instruments indicated a high demand by investors, largely banks. About 2.83 billion cities of the bet came from the 91-day bill, representing approximately 50.6% of the total bet. The uptake was 2.72 billion cities. For the 182-day T-bill, 1.532 billion cities were tendered, but 1.531 billion cities were accepted. The 364-day bill saw all the bids worth 1.234 billion cities accepted. 
Meanwhile, the yield on the 91-day bill fell by 29 basis points to 28.59%. VAT of the 182-day bill also dipped to 31.09% from the previous weeks of 31.39%. The one-year bill also took a nosedive to 31.79% from the previous 31.99%. Now, businesses have been advised to design procurement strategies by the end of the third quarter ahead of the following year. Speaking on the Joy Business Advisory Series on the topic, Getting Procurement Right, Procurement Lecturer at GIMPA, Dr. Kangsing Pente, indicated that this enables companies to properly plan and execute their objectives. Businesses need to, as part of planning for their procurement for the year, uh, need to ensure that they have a strategy in place. Uh, normally, depending upon where one finds himself, some businesses will have their strategy comes by the end of quarter three. And so the various functional units would have picked up teams from those strategy comes to determine how the subsequent year will look like. So in that regard, the various uh, functional units have to decompose the strategy and start doing their planning. So you need to plan, in other words, scoping those key initiatives that are necessary from a procurement point of view, procurement point of view, those key initiatives that are necessary to constitute your procurement pipelines. That is both in new projects execution and then for running activities uh, as far as the organization is concerned. So once the strategy is communicated, uh, and it is decomposed to the various functional units, scoping of what is needed to execute the strategy from a procurement perspective is done to determine the requirements. Uh, by year end, budget is put in place. Uh, once budget is put in place and there is a hearing and budget is approved, we move into the next year. Once the subsequent year comes, we come to uh, the actual execution of the budget uh, in terms of the plan that has been put in place. Now, we need to take note, uh, it is important that once a plan is in place, hope in terms of the procurement pipelines have been established by the various functional units to achieve the business objective for the year. Having budget in place is one thing, but ensuring that there is cash cover to support the execution of the procurement pipelines is also critical. So we assume that we have all this in place. Once those plans are in place from the strategy that have been constructed. You have the system in place. The next step is the actual procurement, where you need to execute the procurement. The Chartered Insurance Institute of Ghana has expressed their displeasure over the removal of exemption for non-life insurance, which will result in a 21.9% value-added tax on insurance premiums. According to its president, Solomon Latte, the removal will adversely affect the sector. Speaking to Joy Business, he said Ghanaians are aware of insurance. However, the cost of premiums deter them from subscribing to insurance products. The Institute called on its members to double their effort as insurance professionals to deepen the understanding of insurance generally and the products that they offer specifically in order to either maintain their current low insurance penetration rate or improve upon it. 
Recently, some new taxes have been introduced, and one of them is the removal of exemptions for non-life insurance. It used to be exempt from VATs and other taxes, but it has been removed. That exemption has been removed, which means that the nearly 22% of value-added tax is likely to be applied on insurance premiums, which is a very big deal for insurance companies. The thing is that insurance penetration in Ghana is quite low. It's less than 2%. But insurance coverage is around 35%. So that should tell you that Ghanaians are not naive. Ghanaians know about insurance. Ghanaians want insurance. But sometimes the cost. So if something that you are trying to make available to everybody and now you impose a tax of such magnitude on it, then it's a problem. So that's, that's the main concern I was trying to raise, that look, we cannot tax insurance premiums. It, it is not right. It makes the work very difficult for we the insurers and for the buyers of insurance. Acting Commissioner of the National Insurance Commission, Michael Andor, said this outfit will continue to engage other stakeholders. We still do have the monster called undercutting among us. We need to kill it or it will kill us. And so as we begin the year, let's start reflecting on that and see where we go. As an industry, especially with insurance companies, we know we have something called IFRS 17 that is also on the horizon and is going to change a lot of things and makes it necessary for us to develop actuarial capacity and other capacities to be able to do it and do it effectively. As some of you part companies on business live today with me emma davis for more news do log on to myjoyonline.com we have some very interesting stories for you there monetary policy committee cuts policy rate to 29 percent average lending rate ends 2023 at 33.75 percent that's according to bog and that'll be all have a good evening